Hey, I'm Amanda from Trifecta Fitness. We're proud to be Clarksville's new Get Fit headquarters. Trifecta Fitness is a state-of-the-art spin and strength training studio. Our spin studio is truly one of a kind in this area, complete with 20 state-of-the-art live fitness bikes and an incredible sound system. Our strength training is done in small groups of six or fewer, and all of our strength and spin classes are scalable for every level of experience. Come see us in the heart of Clarksville, just behind Mapco at the corner of Old Trenton Road and Wilma Rudolph Boulevard. Call us for more info at 931-542-6265 or download our Trifecta Fitness app for a full list of upcoming classes. Welcome back! Fit Nation. Fitness Fit Nation. Your show. Founded by veterans and hosted by two veterans and a military spouse. Our mission is to get people to tell their story to the world. If you're an author, share your tips with the Misfit Nation. If you're a musician or actor, our audience needs to know how they too can get into the business. Coaches, we love our coaches. Come on and share some of your tips with the Misfit Nation to help them become better versions of themselves. If you're a corporate leader or an entrepreneur, come on and share how you did it and how hard you have fought for success. If you are a veteran, first responder, or gold star family, we'd love to have you come on and just share your story with us. We always have time for you. If you're feeling down, we're alone, we're starting to see the darkness, stop. Think about those who are around you. You are not alone. You will be missed. If you feel like your problems will be a burden to those in your inner circle or are embarrassed, dial 988. If you are a veteran, take option one. We need you to keep pushing forward. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, welcome to the Misfit Nation. Be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app and also on our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. Subscribe and click the bell to keep you up to date with our latest episodes and all of our news. You can also find us on Electrocast Media and About Face Radio. This will keep you tuned in to us and learn more about our great guests. It's Fit Nation. It's Fit Nation. It's Fit Nation. All right, our next guest is a retired 21-year Air Force veteran. With over 1,500 hours as a tactical flight instructor in the F-15E, F-16, and the F-35. He still teaches and mentors young fighter pilots as a civilian contract fighter pilot instructor. He has also won multiple sports championships as a player and as a coach. Over the years, he has studied and developed strategies to motivate people to be better versions of themselves via a fusion of hard work, positive attitudes, and solid character traits. Working as a flight instructor made him a better coach and being a coach made him a better instructor. Continually striving for excellence in these two competitive environments made him a better father and husband. He believes that anyone can be a champion in life with the right direction of work ethic. So without further ado, let's welcome to the Misfit Nation Show, U.S. Air Force veteran and creator of the One to Five Project, Paul Roscoe White. Welcome, Paul. Appreciate it. You got me, Paul? Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Welcome in. Welcome in. Uh, Thanks. Thank you for all you've done for our country, of course, for the Air Force. And uh, as in the pre-show we were talking, we both were chewing the same. Well, I was chewing the dirt. You were eating the steak and lobsters that they ferry into (laughs) in 2010. But we appreciate you being there. Yeah, all the steak and lobster you could eat there at at Fob Wilson. I was happy to have a ham and cheese omelet at the time. (laughs) 
Uh, those are, you know, I, I can usually just had cookies or something in the morning before going on patrol, but ham and cheese omelet would be probably be great. <laughs> yeah. So I got a, I got a kind of a funny story about the, uh, the ham and cheese omelet and how it came to be. So I, I told you before that I, I worked a little bit of a night shift. So about four to midnight or so. So I'd go in for midnight chow every night. Right. Well, the air force dudes, we have to grow out our combat mustaches when we go down range. Okay. Of course. And I found out real quick that army sergeants major don't like air force combat mustaches. Uh, and they really don't like it when captain so-and-so turns around and calls sergeant major dude. They, he didn't like that very much. <laughs> well, at any rate, so I got to getting to go to the chow hall every night, midnight chow and Dynacor had the, uh, had the contract for cooking all the food there in the chow hall. And one of the cookers, one of, one of the, the cooks there at night that, that manned the omelet grill was uh, an Indian guy with this really just great face caterpillar. I mean, this thing was epic, right? And he and I kind of had this, we had this unspoken language between each other. I, he didn't speak my language. I didn't speak his, but I could go in, I would go into the chow hall and I'd be 10 or 15 back in line. And I'd just look at him and kind of give him a nod like that. And I had a ham and cheese omelet that was just falling off the plate by the time I got up there to him. He knew exactly what I wanted. And he, I mean, it was, he did me right. It didn't do my it didn't do my midsection very right after about six months of that, but but he did me solid. That's amazing. Uh, that must have been the main dining facility you've seen him. Uh, not yeah. that it was the, the the brigade talk there. Yeah, so that one was all soldiers. That one, so they would have had a little different words for you over there. <laughs> no, that well, and 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 you you kind of use the you use the term main chow hall. I mean, it was a couple of tents put together. It really wasn't anything terribly epic, but I don't know. Two hots and a cot, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, anything's better than nothing. Uh, that's better true. Than, uh, it was better than MREs. That's, that's what I'd say, better than surviving <laughs> than MREs. Yeah. So, Paul, I gave a little bit of a blurb about your, your career. Mm -hmm. Tell the audience a little bit more about, uh, from as far back as you want to go, to how we got to where we are today and to the one-to-five one, one to five project. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, it's kind of a wild ride. Um, and and I, I tell the story from from the viewpoint of just taking advantage of opportunities and you know, as you know, when you step back and you look at your life as a whole, you know, and no doubt that you could probably step back and take a look like this, but you start to look at these little, these little episodes or these little vignettes of your life that presented an opportunity. And I'll just start with kind of when I graduated high school, I guess, uh, went to college, failed miserably. Uh, after a couple of years, college asked me not to come back for several different reasons. And so I enlisted in the Air Force. Uh, this was in 97 enlisted in the air force uh, my first paycheck in the air force as an airman basic was a hundred dollars and i thought that i was just the king poop of turd island at that point but uh a few weeks after basic training uh, i got stationed in uh, wichita falls texas uh, for my technical school and that's where i met the woman that's still sitting in my living room in there uh, at a Chelsea's bar and grill, my crew was sitting on one end of the table and her crew was sitting on the other end of the table. And we started talking, me and this, this cute blonde little girl. And uh, 26 years later, we're still together. So there was an opportunity there to have a conversation that led to something more. And, and that's kind of the story of my career. So that chance encounter with a complete stranger, uh, we ended up getting married three years later, had some kids, and I decided it was time to go back to school. So on a random day, I'm driving in the back gate. I was stationed at Elmendorf uh, Air Force Base in Anchorage, Alaska, and saw a little brown sign that said education office that way. 
and I just slammed on the brakes and and dipped in real quick. And an hour later, I got home and I told my wife, I said, uh, I guess I'm going back to college. She was like, nah, okay, here we go. So just another adventure at the White House. Um, so again, just a just a random opportunity that you could take one fork in the road or take another. Well, after a few years, you know, got finished with with college and um almost on a dare, I put in a package to go to OTS and got accepted. Um, that's another whole another long story, but I got accepted and I was at my going away party. I was an E6 at the time, getting ready to go to OTS, and complete stranger comes up to me. Uh, he is the husband of my maintenance officer at that point. And he put me in the headlock and he says, Hey, I'm going to give you some advice. Being a fighter pilot's easy. You just be the best at everything and you get whatever you want. <laughs> and again, just a, just a complete random encounter with an individual kind of set the tone for, to kind of get me to where I'm sitting now. And then it's just been kind of a, a, a you know, a roller coaster ride. And I tell people, I, you know, I got on the wave when the wave was really tiny in the shallow end and I didn't change too much, but I rode the wave and now the wave is out at sea and I'm, I'm standing tall, man. I'm just, I'm really enjoying life right now. And it was really just from taking advantages of, of little opportunities like that, that got me to here. Definitely. And you said ride the wave. That's something that I like to say the wave or the roller coaster of life that we, we get on. And sometimes people get, I guess, uh, taken aback by how much uh, stress can get put on them or how much you can put on your plate. And if you can ride those waves and wind up on the other side and surf through and, and hang tan and get down there, you'll see the better light on the other side of it. And I think that's what you, you were able to witness through your whole career journey. Yeah. And it's, you know, I think it's, there's a little bit with opportunity. I talk, I use the word opportunity a lot, but opportunity is the combination of luck and timing, right? And you kind of have to create your own luck by being prepared and so I, for example, I wouldn't have had that opportunity to get that piece of advice from that that man, had I not prepared myself by going to school and being diligent and making good grades and, and applying for OTS at the right time with the right people and the right mindset. So all those things, you can call it luck, but it really, it was preparation, preparation and timing equals opportunity. And then there's another piece to opportunity that people often don't talk about. And that's, you have to be somewhat fearless enough to be able to take the opportunity. I mean, you, you have opportunities every single day that are right in front of you. And a lot of times you're either you either don't notice them or you're just not confident enough or not fearless enough to jump on it and go. And I don't know, I've, I've just kind of had this adventurous spirit since I, my mom tells me all the time that since I was a little kid, I've just kind of always had my eyes on the horizon wondering what's next. And uh, it got me in trouble a lot of times for sure. But it also opens a lot of doors. It definitely does. If you uh, if you let let fear keep you back, it kind of closes a lot of doors for you, too. You think, oh. Uh, if I do that, this might happen and those doors will close on you in a heartbeat. But if you just jump in, like you said, and, and go for it, you're not, you never know what you don't know if you don't do it. If yeah, you, that's true. You know, you we talk about, yeah. yeah, we sit here in these, in these spaces and we talk a lot about, um, you know, oh, you just got to go for it or there's no growth without discomfort and all that. I mean, all these kind of cliche things, but man, they're true. You right. know, you, I mean, if, if you're not willing to try new things, then you're just going to always be the same old, same old. And I don't know, I guess I've just always been willing to try new things. And luckily I'm still alive to be able to tell the stories. <laughs> and you were in some pretty expensive aircraft. So, I mean, uh, it, it's a good thing you, you could still sit here and talk to us about the stories. Yeah. But again, that was just dumb luck. You know, I, I put in to be a maintenance officer. I was a, an aircraft mechanic when I was enlisted and 
when I put my OTS package in, I put in to be a maintenance officer. I thought that that would be the easiest transition and uh, accidentally sent it to a rated board for all the flyers. And they called back and says, Hey, you know, uh, by accident, you sent this to us, by the way, do you want to fly for the rest of your career? Yeah, sure. And so again, just dumb luck and timing, man. Uh, opportunity presented itself just by sheer luck. That's outstanding. And of yeah. the three platforms I talked about, which one was your favorite? Uh, the Strike Eagle. Yeah. Strike the Eagle. F-15. Yeah. By far. Well, I was an F-15 mechanic, so I'm biased. I was okay. an F-15 mechanic from day one of the Air Force. I worked on that jet for eight years, and then I got commissioned, and I got to fly it for another what, another 10 or 12 years. And I finished in the F-16 and then went across the street as a civilian to be an F-35 instructor. So I think, I think my heart, I mean, I'm looking, I got like a four foot poster of an F-15 on my wall over here. So it's nice. always have a soft spot for that one. That's your baby, I guess, uh, since that's what you grew up with. That's awesome. It, it is, man. That's, that's to me, it's just the best jet in the world. Designed by God, built by man. <laughs> and flown by you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, we would taxi out sometimes when, when, so I got to go to, um, I got to go to Bagram in, uh, 2008. I was a young Lieutenant. I had just gotten qualified and, uh, and went to Bagram, uh, supporting the mission over there, the OEF mission and taxiing out with this other Lieutenant one night, we're sitting there having this conversation about who in the heck decided it was a good idea to give us the keys to this jet. <laughs> like I can't, I, I still have these little pinch me moments to this day going, wow. I mean, what an eclectic, what, what a fun ride that was just by accident. That's outstanding. And like yeah. you said, uh, all timing for you. So you went through eight years on the enlisted side, you made the jump over and stayed with the same platform, which is a uh, not usually heard of in any of the jumps for enlisted to officers. Uh, most people wind up doing something totally different than what they did as an enlisted yeah. soldier or airman or Marine. And, uh, you might see some infantry guys in, in the army wind up being finance officers. So for some reason, for whatever reason, that's what they commissioned into and they're not happy, but they're the one, one finance officer with Ranger tab now. So that makes them stand out and above the financial dudes. Yeah. But you got kind of a, I guess, lucky, lucky in a way to stay with the F-15 and then move on to other platforms. It was, you know, and, and um, if any of your listeners spend any time listening to or reading about any of these kind of self-help platforms and these, these leadership coaches and whatnot, people, you're going to hear this theme over and over and over. And it, it's the theme of failure equals success, right? You fail your way to success. And Michael Jordan was famous for saying, because he failed, he succeeded, you know, things like that, right? Well, I put in an OTS package in 2003 after I finished my bachelor's degree and my commander basically laughed at me and says, yeah, no. And, you know, I mean, he wouldn't even sign it for me. So complete, just colossal failure. So rather than curl up in the fetal position and go suck my thumb for a while, I kept on going to school and I finished my master's degree. I did well and went back by then I'd gotten a new commander, went back to him basically with the same package and showed it to him. And he was all on board. He was, he was my biggest cheerleader. So he put me in front of the Colonel who got me a letter of recommendation and that got me the nomination to go to OTS. So yeah, in a way the failure created the success again though. And, you know, at some point you have to kind of take a little bit of pride and ownership of the fact that I didn't give up and I pressed on and you know, the whole, the, all the persistence and perseverance and all the good buzzwords that we like to throw around, but Hey, that stuff works, man. If you just put your head down and you work hard and you keep going, good things happen. Definitely. And uh, I like that you put in, you work hard. Some people think you can just put your head down and, and everyone will come to you and you'll be the winner. 
without doing anything. You have to put in the effort, put in that work to to make things uh make things align and the lights stay on for you at home and and move forward and help others as you move up as well. Yeah, well, while we're uh, while we've got the opportunity to share a little bit live here, I want to take this opportunity to uh, great segue into my next project that's coming up, and it's um it's a book that I I'm writing. I the genesis of this project was for my kids. All my kids are grown. Uh, I heard on a previous episode, I was I was listening to some of your podcasts today, and you were talking about being an empty nester. My wife and I are staring that in the face this summer. Our kids are our kids are leaving, and my oldest is 26. My youngest is 18, about to graduate. And I wanted one last volley of dad advice to give it to give to my boys so that it would hopefully stick. So in April, I'm going to put out my new book called Work Hard, Don't Suck. And it is exactly what we were just talking about. It's those 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 points in your life where some of it's just non-negotiable. If you want to win, dude, you just got to do the work. And if you endeavor to suck a little bit less every day with little bits of improvement, then you're going to be okay in life. And that's what we like to also say here. You stack victories each day. So today, yeah. today I created 20 victories. Tomorrow I want to get 21. And each day exactly. trying to one up yourself. And instead of just having those one up conversations with the dudes at work, have one ups on your own for yourself. Just have a board at the at the office or your favorite room in the house where you get some quiet time, maybe mm -hmm. two minutes a day. But those put those check marks on there. I got twenty one today. I need twenty two tomorrow. Just keep getting better as you go, and don't dwell on the bad things. Remember what you did there, and try not to do it again. Yeah, well, I'm I'm big on like accountability boards and um, notebooks and stuff like that. I have a whiteboard right around the corner of my room here that I can see from anywhere in my room where I'm sitting. And I log things on there in colors. And, you know, if I miss a workout or something, I log that in red. And so anywhere in my room I'm sitting, if I see red on my board, it just automatically makes me angry. And I'm disappointed in myself so that tomorrow I'm a little bit more energized to go and get that workout because I don't want to see that red on the board. And it's holding yourself accountable and pushing yourself forward just a little bit. Like you said, those, those small improvements every day, man, they really stack up. They do. And is as long as you give yourself the attaboy, you know, you're you can be your biggest cheerleader. That's all right. That's a, that's legal. You can have you can be your own cheerleader, and but you're gonna have people that cheer you on as well. If you have a good inner circle, they'll cheer you on. If you don't have good inner circle, get a better inner circle. It's something I've been trying to tell people too lately. Yeah. Uh, if sometimes you you think there's your inner circle or just people that hang around you and uh, they don't help you, they don't do anything with you. They're there to. Lift up when uh, you get to celebrate, and they're there celebrating on your coattail instead of being part of your coat. Yeah. So, uh, if you got a chance to take a look at my website at all, and the and the one of five project where that came from was Jim Rohn's quote, where he says, "You're the average of the five people that you uh, spend the most time with." Well, I took that from the perspective instead of as soon as I say that to somebody, they automatically start thinking about the five people that they spend the most time with and how they influence them. Right. Well. If you look at it from the perspective of being one of the five people and how you influence others, now it becomes a more of a personal journey. You start to take a little bit more ownership in that, knowing that you have influence on the people around you. And if you, it kind of that six degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of theory, right? If you, if you draw it into a little constellation, well, if I can just, if I can influence four or five people and then they can influence four or five people, suddenly we, we start to have a movement and that's where, we're kind of going with this and and my wife and I are trying to live it. We're trying to do it by example. She's a great example of 
of small victories every single day with the her journey that she's been on. And uh, it's really it's really fun sitting back and watching what I've been doing for about two, two and a half years ish, starting to rub off on her. And now she's starting to do it and it's rubbing off on her friends. And then eventually they'll start doing it and it'll start rubbing off on their friends. And it's it's kind of neat to, to just kind of watch that blossom and grow. Outstanding. And uh, uh, Philip D. Blackman, the guy who I told you, the EOD guy who helped me design this, he 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 chimed in. Uh, Paul is dropping bombs. I see that. You there, so. <laughs> thank you, Philip, for jumping in and thank you for helping me out tonight. That's awesome. Dude, I didn't even know it until uh, until I got I reread the email that you sent me. I didn't even realize that it was a live show until this morning. <laughs> I was like, well, OK, I I mean, I kind of like it. I like I like just kind of seeing where the conversation goes and exactly watch the ebb and flow. Up. That's pretty cool. And no editing. So it's whatever happens, happens here. And uh, we're live on About Face Radio right now, along with uh, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitch, Twitter, uh, all my Facebooks, actually. And then That's Twitter. Awesome. So you're everywhere right now. Somewhere, somewhere, someone's looking at you saying, oh, look at those little guys on the screen. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> That's great. You, you made a comment earlier about um, enjoying the small wins, you know, and, and, and taking that self pride and, and those kinds of things. And I think that that stuff's important. I really do. I just, I think that I'm one of those people that I don't, I don't really, I'm not able to sit there and just dwell on the good stuff. If that makes sense. Like, you know, I wrote a book three days later, it went bestseller and I enjoyed it for about maybe not even 24 hours. And then I was on to the next project. And I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've read the book, uh, relentless by Tim Grover, but, uh, he's the, uh, he was the personal trainer for Michael Jordan, Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant, you know, those very high level elite athletes. And he talks a lot about that and how there are just some people who, you know, it's, it's like, okay, I won now, now what on to the next thing kind of deal. And, I do. I think it's important for you to be able to take take pride in what you've accomplished, be able to reflect and really enjoy it and reward yourself. I think that's that's something that we just don't do enough, especially men. I don't I think women are probably better at it. Like my wife came home earlier. We uh, she and I did a Tough Mudder race this weekend. It was her first one. And she's super proud of herself. And, I, and I'm, I'm I'm like. I mean, I was just almost in tears. I was so proud of her for accomplishing all of her goals. But she came back with a big tub of ice cream, like a Ben and Jerry's thing. She goes, I'm rewarding myself. I did good. Yeah, hell yeah, you are. That's good. That's great. I think as men, we just, we, I don't know if it's a vulnerability thing or uh, a bravado. Maybe it's bravado, but I think that we have a little bit of a barrier when it comes to, to really just enjoying those wins and not, not always being the rock. You know what I mean? Right. Like you said, the rock, it's because we're a lot of us are hard headed and uh, <laughs> we just think it's supposed to happen that way. So this is what it is. This this is what we always have done. And I'm just doing what I like to do. I'm not doing anything for the fanfare or for accolades. Yeah. Like you got the best seller as soon as you released there. It wasn't that's why not why you released the book. It was because you wanted to get the words out there. Yeah, that's why you did it. And, uh, so no, I, I don't think the trophy at the end is the goal. You know, right? I think the I think the process and and you know, that, that feeling of accomplishment at the end is, um, whether it's, you know, whatever your goal was, it doesn't matter what your goal was. If your goal was to lose 15 pounds and look sexy in the swimsuit at the high school reunion, that's great. But is that really what's going to bring you happiness or was it the journey that got you there and all that, you know, the fun times at the gym and, and watching your progress every single day and the, 
the knowledge, the 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 confidence that you built along the way, and knowing that you have reestablished some really good habits that are going to propel you forward. So that 15 pounds was your goal, but that's not the end of the journey. You know, that 15 could turn into 18 or 20. And, you know, who knows, maybe next year you're doing fitness shows. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a fitness model now. Yes, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Put that on your put that on your LinkedIn tag, fitness model. Fitness model. See how many, see how many more likes I get. <laughs> uh, awesome. uh, PDB just stayed in and jumped in again. Uh, stay humble. That is man stuff right there. If you're busy talking about what you did yesterday, you haven't done anything today. And that's outstanding. Nice. I'm yes. just happy that we have at least one person listening. Thank you, Philip. I appreciate it. <laughs> He's the only one chiming in. Everyone else is just listening right now. But uh, yes, you need a specific end state. So he, he's right on it. Uh, so when his show comes back yeah. on the air, I, I highly suggest uh, getting on with him or we're just chatting with him, listen to him as well. Yeah, right on. And, uh, you know, the goals are, uh, that's essential. You have to set goals. You have to have an aim point. You have to have a target that you're trying to hit, right? But uh, at the same time, I don't know if if focusing on the goal is the right way to approach it. I think focusing on the process that'll get you to the goal is probably going to serve you better, especially if you're working on a, on a super long range goal, like completing college or winning a football championship or, you know, something that's going to take you several months or years to finish. You can't focus on the end result. The day one of your freshman year at college, you can't focus on graduation day. You have to focus on doing the homework tonight and passing the exam tomorrow and, and those kinds of things. And you, you start to, get those small victories along the way and those small victories. Hey man, I, I aced my homework. I got an A on my homework or I got a B plus on the test. And, and you start to stack enough of those up together. Those little wins is what builds you confidence. And once you have a little bit of confidence, you keep winning, you start to build momentum and momentum makes you want to win more. So that is going to increase your effort level because you love that feeling and that dopamine rush of winning. And it's just like this, you, you take a pebble and you roll it down the hill and just watch it grow. Before you know it, four years have gone by. You're standing there with a, a diploma with honors and you look back and you go, holy crap, man, that was a fun ride. I hope I'm hoping I didn't make any mistakes for enemies. I'm good. <laughs> uh, uh, PDB just uh, chimed in again. Thank you for joining the station, Paul. It's a great conversation and he's a big fan of me. So, awesome. 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 Thanks, Phil. Appreciate it. So we haven't really talked much about the one to five project. Uh, let's talk about where that came from. I think we hit that a yeah. little bit earlier. And then uh, where are you going with it? Yeah. So, okay. Um, the project that I'm working on now, the the work hard, don't suck project. All right. That was, I was going to list out all the dumb dad advice that I've been giving my kids for 26 <laughs> years. And I was going to write it in bullet format and then write one eight and a half, 11 page uh, about each topic. I ended up with 160 topics, which is way too much for a book. It, it would have seriously, it would have been like a 300 page book. And I know my kids wouldn't read that. So I dumbed it down to 60. And in the process of putting this project together, I got put in touch with a couple of, a uh, couple of publishers. One of them is Mike Capuzzi. Shout out to Mike Capuzzi at Bite Size Books up in Philly. He's a great dude, great American. Um, and he and I were brainstorming one day. He, he actually invited me to be part of a project called I Love America. And he was putting together a compilation book from 13 veterans. It's written by 13 veterans. We each wrote a chapter for the book called I Love America. And it's all about ways to keep America awesome. You know, and at the end of each chapter, we were tasked with putting together a, a uh, personal challenge for the reader. And over a few brainstorming sessions, Mike and I 
I threw out that Jim Rohn quote because I was I knew where I was trying to go with it. I was just having a really hard time packaging it and articulating it. And I said, well, what if you think about it from being one of the five people instead of being the individual? And that's where the name, the one of five project was born. The idea behind it is it's really I mean, it's a little bit selfish, but it's all about the individual, knowing that every individual starts at a different place and every individual is on a different journey. Um, my, my wife and I are on different journeys. We completed a, a really cool event this weekend, but we're on very different journeys, started at very different times where we have different goals and that's okay. And, and I need, I need your listeners to understand that. Like if it, you, you, you shouldn't be expected to start from sitting on the couch, eating Cheetos to go in and run marathons. That's not the point. All right. You start where you are, you know, um, uh, Dabo Sweeney, I was listening to a podcast with Dabo Sweeney on it the other day, and he says, hey, the, the grass is greener where, where you water it, right? It's not greener over there. It's green where you water it. So water your grass, man. Be where you are. Be present. Be on your journey, okay? That's the whole one of five shtick. Well, our mission statement is improve, ignite, inspire. I want individuals to improve themselves. You can't control what other people are doing. You can't control the fact that I'm going out and running half marathons and my wife is doing a couch to 5K and the other dude is going and doing tough mutters and the other dude is going to college making 4.0s. You can't control any of that. All you can do is focus on you, all right? So pick up your journey wherever that journey starts and make small improvements every day. Start getting rid of bad habits. Start creating better habits. You know, uh, one of my personal goals is I don't really necessarily stick to a diet, but I've found something sustainable for me. My goal is to eat five salads a week. That's it. Something very simple. I, I do a little bit of intermittent fasting and I try to eat five salads a week. These these people that join onto these fad diets, I think that they fail so much because you just can't realistically eat nuts and berries and drink water for the rest of your life. It, it's just not sustainable, you know? So find something that's sustainable for you. For me, I can eat five salads a week and try not to eat after seven o'clock at night. It does pretty well for me and my goals. That's the whole point. Be on your individual journey, small improvements every day. And then ignite, improve, ignite, inspire. Ignite is we want to ignite a fire inside you. Going back to that discussion that I was having earlier about creating the momentum, right? Those small victories. If you start improving every day, just a little bit, that starts to feel good. And before long, probably within a month, I guarantee you, you're going to have this fire lit inside of you that makes you want to just win hard and win more. All right. That's where the real growth takes off because now you're confident, you're motivated, you're disciplined to do the work, and you've got a target that you're after. And before you know it, you're going to be working hard enough that you're going to start influencing other people. You're going to start inspiring other people to pick up on their journey. And it's uh, it's the it's the P rolling down the hill, man. Improve, ignite, inspire. We're trying to create a movement, getting people just being the best versions of themselves. And that's about all we can ask nowadays to people to be the best versions of themselves and spread that. Like you said earlier, you spread to four people, four people a day. They tell two friends, they tell two friends. Next thing you know, everyone's being their best version of themselves. And we stop having a lot of the nonsense that we have nowadays that we can actually fix without going through crazy effort. Yeah, I think. I think you're right. I think, you know, if you wanted to throw a blanket over it, people are way too concerned about things that they just can't control or that don't don't involve them. And if they would just look themselves in the mirror, like like I have, if you go to my website and you go to the work hard, don't suck program, the very first button on there is a self-inspection sheet. It's two pages and it's really meant to be thought provoking. That's it. You work down your way down the uh, down the spreadsheet and just start kind of filling in some of the blanks. 
And the whole idea is to get you to start looking at yourself, start thinking about some of your improvement, possible improvement areas. And the very first thing I want people to do is take off all your clothes and go stare, stand in front of the mirror and just stare at yourself for 60 seconds. I guarantee you within 60 seconds, some things are going to stand out to you. Maybe you need to shave. Maybe you got some eyebrows that are going haywire like I do. Uh, maybe you see some soft spots around the midsection that you could go work on. The, the point is, if you focus on you, you'll find enough to be concerned with where you don't need to be looking at other people and being concerned with what Judy down the street's doing. Right. Worry about what you could fix within your within your own five meter square. That's right. Move out from there. And uh, I think that's, that's right. right. You're, you're hitting the nail on the head with that. Fix what you can and all else. You're just a, a passenger on the boat, basically. You yeah. got to go with it. Go with that wave we talked about earlier. Ride the wave and come out of the other side smiling. That's right. Hey, I saw this analogy the other day. of uh, It was a, a pictorial analogy, but it was uh, a single drop of water going into a cup. Doesn't seem like a lot, right? Well, let that brood for about six months. And before you know it, you get a full cup, right? And, and I actually, I screenshot and I sent it over to my son. He was going through some things. And I said, look, man, it's not about being able to fix everything today. You fix one little thing today and then fix one little thing tomorrow and then just keep that going and fix one little thing the next day. It's like um, if you've ever read Atomic Habits by James Clear, it's those those small little things that you can change every single day that add up to a full cup after a few months. Exactly. And uh, as you build those habits and uh, you stick with them, that's the hardest part, sticking with them for yeah. most humans. If you get past the 21st day and doing that same thing, you've already got it. You, you got it down pat. Now, after that, if you don't do it anymore, it's because you quit. You have to yeah. just stay with that habit and keep that habit growing. It's a that book has uh, been mentioned on this show many times now, and I, I think it's on my bookshelf still. I got it as soon as I transitioned out of the military. It sits on that shelf there. Uh, yeah. After I read it the first time, I should go back and read it again and uh, let it absorb this time. Oh, it's a good one. It's a. I mean, I, I've gotten aware, man. I, I I I hated reading up until about two years ago. Absolutely hated reading, and then I don't know something a, a switch flipped or something. And now I'm just, I can't get enough of it. And I'll get a pen and a highlighter out and I'll go through it like a textbook, man. And I'll go back and I'll reread books that I read, you know, last year. And, and I think it's, it's really cool that as you grow as a person, as you, as you just, um, as you start to make these improvements, as you, as you start to change and, and develop the new habits, as your mindset changes just a little bit over time, you go back and reread some of these things and it's a completely different ex, uh, experience on a lot of it because your perspective has changed. You know, your, your perception of the world is just different. And so when you read something like that, it changes. So for your listeners, I would recommend if you got a book on your shelf that you haven't read in four or five years, go pick it back up. I bet you might take another look at it. And you'll get something else out of it. Yes, definitely. Yeah. It's a way, great way to do things. Paul, how does someone get in contact with you to either just chat with you or start uh, working with you or yeah. to have you come speak on their show? Yeah, sure. So uh, my website is www.paulroscoewhite.com. That's all one word. Or you can type in www.oneof5project, and that's the number one and the number five. Uh, and that'll redirect you to uh, to paulroscoewhite.com. I'm on all the socials, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Paul Roscoe White. So I tried to keep it all the same there. Um, on my website, there's a contact me page where we can schedule a 45 minute get to know each other kind of call. Um, obviously free of charge. We'll, we'll try to get face to face like this and uh, sit down and, and we'll see where we can go, man, and, and get you started on your journey. Awesome. And Paul, if you can leave the audience with three tips to be better humans, what would that be? Oh, wow. Um, remove negativity from your life. I think that's, I think that's a good one. Um, 
so much of our, like, well, I heard you talk about your circle, um, your circle of influence and, and people who influence you. If you want to be positive, well, you have to remove negative people. And it might not just, it might be that you are setting a goal for yourself that, uh, that person at that time is a negative influence. For example, my wife is trying to quit smoking. So in order to help her reach her goal, we stopped hanging out with some of our friends that are smokers for a little bit, just for a month, six weeks or so to remove that influence from her until she can recreate her habits and, and, and get the confidence and the discipline she needs to be able to say no the next time. So that's, that's a, an easy one. Um, the second one I would say is in all things in life, attitude, attention, and effort. I think I think those three things, um, if you can go into any situation with a halfway decent attitude, pay attention to your surroundings and when what's being said to you, listen up, and then uh, give maximum effort in everything, uh, I think you're going to be well on your way to success, whatever, what, however you define success. I think... Uh, I think that's going to that's going to set you up nicely. And then third is this is something I've been telling my kids since uh, they were old enough to understand at three, four years old is just be a good dude. It's yeah. it's really not hard. Just be a good dude. And and whatever that means to you, you, you can kind of define that. I, I define it in my book, Work Hard, Don't Suck, and what that means to me and how I want to pass that on to my boys. But define it for yourself and then just try to live up to that every day. Be a good dude. Outstanding. That's great advice. Paul Roscoe. Uh, White, thank you for coming on. And don't forget to go to his website, paulroscoewhite.com, and uh, find out how you can uh, be a better human on the 105 Project. All right, Rich. Thanks for having me, buddy. I appreciate it. Outstanding. Thanks for checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com. It's themisfitnation.com to catch up on all of our episodes and also to get some of that great Misfit Nation gear. As always, be humble. Stay hungry and keep hustling because we are.